thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, and today I have Mike Daly, the Earth Runner, founder of Earth Runners, um, here with me today to talk about all things barefoot sandals, um, earthing. We'll see where this conversation goes, but I have a pair of Earth Runners, uh, fortunate, fortunate enough to um, live in them quite frequently. I live in a fairly warm part of the world most of the year round. And yeah, it's funny with, with barefoot sandals, and we'll get into this in a second, but there's something that I find can be real hit or miss um, for those of you who have tried them or, or not tried them. They can be a little bit intimate. You know, you're putting something between your big toe so they can either rub you the right way or rub you the wrong way. And same as with barefoot sandals in particular, the back strap I can find can be a little bit hit or miss. And with earth runners, I feel like they're really on the mark. But we're going to jump into to chatting with Mike and and finding more about the Earth Runner brand, but also just about um, barefoot sandals. So, Mike, tell us your journey, mate. Where, how did you? I understand you're a mechanical engineer by by trade, by you know yes. learnings, and you've turned into a essentially a a barefoot sandal entrepreneur. How did this happen? <laughs> I, uh, growing up, I was always the kid in the garage, my parents' house, and uh, was always deep in project. And uh, it was like my happiest kind of flow state type of experience that I really always strive for growing up. And um, when college came around, I got like average grades through high school, wasn't like the sharpest kid in the class, but I tried hard. That was kind of like my, my strong suit is like that resilience just to like stay to the course. And then school comes around. I saw my oldest brother, who's four years older, like graduate and didn't really leverage his degree much. I heard that story so many times. And, and then I just kind of saw that distinction between like, like soft degrees and hard degrees, like a science degree versus like pretty much everything else. And it just seemed like a engineering, mechanical engineering degree would be something that I could leverage to do the hands-on creating designing things be the guy in the garage and um that that's kind of what i ended up doing and i was always more the the creative the hands-on guy the the project coordinator the project planner uh kind of like big picture able to see the order of operations always helping my dad with like uh fix it things around the house and i honestly got a lot of good education like just kind of apprenticing to my dad who was like the handyman yeah. Went to school for engineering and I always say like competed with calculator brains, more of a creative brain myself. And I felt like I had to study work twice as hard as everybody else, which felt like a, uh, a disadvantage at the time. But in hindsight, it feels more like a, um, an advantage because I basically had to work way harder. And um, there was years in the beginning where I, I didn't even feel like it was a guarantee that I was going to graduate. It was quite a struggle. Yeah. And, uh, and then I graduated, I was kind of surprised. I was just like, damn, you did that. Like just kind of chipping away, staying to the course, take it a day, a year, a month at a time. And, um, 
And then that was kind of like my takeaway was you can do anything you put your mind to. Definitely got some technical chops, like a little bit of courses here and there, met some cool people that have definitely facilitated Earth Runners and its growth and its design and everything. So it's, it wasn't a complete like waste of like engineering degree. I feel like I've definitely leveraged it. But um, yeah, now just I was just like, how can I get back to creating things, building things and designing things and um, just evolving a product that I'm stoked on? And mm. it's very much a product of me and I could I could go into that. But yeah, that's kind of the backstory. Set the stage, graduated college. And then it was like, are you going to get a job? What are you going to do? Kind of feeling the pressure of student loans. And then that container of pressure was like, you got to do something. Yeah. And I was pretty burnt out from school. A lot of sedentary, sitting, studying, stressing. And uh, it kind of created this, uh, this situation where Earthrunners was born and I could go into any different direction that you uh, you would like to. But that's kind of the foundation of my upbringing. So you said Earthrunners is essentially like a part of you and and you are the Earthrunner. Like, yes. Tell us about that. What's how are they an extension of you, and and how did you, I guess, come to to start Earthrunners? So I um, I grew up in a very athletic family. Me and my brothers were all soccer players, which is very much the Earthrunner. You're running on Earth a lot. Yeah. And so I kind of had a inclination to cardiovascular exercise, and just grew up in that family of competitive sport team environment. And, um, always excelled at running and, um, then high school came around and my soccer career didn't look like it was going to end up going into a, a college career of any sort. So I kind of like, I had, I had like some uh, misfortunes with my team. Like I actually got cut from my soccer team and it was like a really, really hard thing. It was like a really competitive soccer team. And at the time I was super heartbroken, but like, that created such a shift in my life that, I mean, there's no way I'd be where I'm at today had that not happened. Like, decided to go into football, got a whole nother sport experience, like very, very tribal and emotional and physical, and did that for the last two years. And um, also was training a lot, body weight, like exercise, um, weightlifting, like increasing my mass, becoming kind of like a a physique kind of biohacker mm-hmm. and also trail running became a big part of like my therapy. Like yeah. it was just like, I need to go clear my head. I need to go get some, get out of a funk, go hit the trails. And it's like the way I describe it today is it's like my baseline activity. Like it can put me back to my zero point real quick. And it's just like, there's nothing I would rather be doing than like hitting a trail thinking about work, testing work, and uh, maybe collaborating with somebody while on the trail. It's like stacking so many functions mm. via like a, a trail running adventure sandal, earth runners. So it almost grounds you getting out there running on the trail. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, on so many levels, right? Like you got the electrical component, the physical, the emotional, everything. So let's talk about barefoot sandals and then we'll, we'll jump into yeah, all the electrical earthing components. I'd love to hear more about that. But barefoot sandals, right? So for those those people that don't know what they are, what, how would you describe 
a barefoot sandal? I would say a good way to answer that would be like how I came to decide to offer Earth Runners. Like I was, I just didn't want to like go offer something that was pre-existing out there. Yeah. But I, I saw like two existing markets that I thought should merge because they have so many intentions in mind. That being an earthing sandal and a minimalist running barefoot type sandal like the Warache. And there was like back in the day, this company doesn't exist anymore, but like there was a company who was throwing copper plugs through flip flop sandals. And I was just like, that's a great idea. It's like so manageable. Yeah. So I basically was just like, if we could like ground a minimalist barefoot sandal, which is basically trying to get you as close to barefoot on a physical level and then add in like the electrical component. It just sounded like such an appealing product to me. And just knowing, uh, just kind of sensing that global appeal of like, there's got to be other people out there. Like not too many people in my local who are super into it. A lot of people are like, dude, that sounds pretty out there. But uh, I, I was pretty, uh, pretty confident yeah. that there was other people and it was substantial. And so that was the intention. And then just kind of started chipping away at that idea. Not sure exactly what your original question was, but uh, that's <laughs> that's kind of was the intention of the design, the physical and the uh, electrical. Yeah, which is awesome. I think it's a, a great merge of yeah two industries. But what yeah. makes up a, a barefoot sandal? So here in Australia, where, we, where I live, um, like a flip-flop is what most people get around in. So it's yep. the or a thong, we call it here, which goes so between yep. the toe, the big toe and the second toe, and then just a, a little bit of rubber under your foot. What makes a barefoot sandal or a minimalist sandal different to that kind of um, flip-flop that most people would, would know? I mean, if you think about it, there's so many flip-flops out in the world and so few people are aware of barefoot sandals. Yeah. I, I had no idea about them. I used to be a huge flip-flop sandal guy. Like I wore the rainbow sandals. They originated out of San Clemente, California, mm -hmm. and they have these uh, really high-quality leather sandals with like an EVA sole. I was wearing those all throughout college, skating to class on my skateboard, wearing my flip-flops. And I like, I took those flip-flops to the extreme, like... I did the craziest things in sandals like that compared to anybody I've ever known. Like I remember I played basketball against my buddy once in flip-flops <laughs> and I beat him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just like I was always into flip-flops and then I, I got into minimal shoes throughout college. So I was like kind of introducing those two ingredients into my life and then uh, graduated read the book born to run read the earthing book kind of became aware of those two ideas coming up yeah and um and then i kind of researched other barefoot sandals that were out on the market uh placed an order for a competitor and then another competitor had a do-it-yourself kit so i made a pair of my own and i bought a pair from another company experimented with those two and then i was just like i was in love i was just like dude this is so primal i have such a primal streak mm. in my constitution yeah. So it was just like feeling that breeze between the toes, but that freedom that I always enjoyed of flip-flops. Just kind of, I have a tendency to get like sweaty palms, I would say, and sweaty feet. So like to put them in an enclosed shoe is just not a happy environment for me. Yeah. So to, to offer something that allows that breathability, but also that functionality to like adventure. So that that's like getting 
close to your question, but mm. like you, you don't really understand it until you experience it. People are like, I see people on the trail all the time. They're like, oh, flip flops. And I'm like, there's no flip to this flop. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're just like, they don't know how to handle it. They're just like, oh, cool, cool. And they're like, yeah, I get it. It's like, it's on there. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just different. Like the anchor points are basically lined up with your ankle bone. And that's kind of the hinge of your foot. So yeah. to be anchored right there, I, one of my uh, coworkers recently was like, dude, it's basically like a, a seatbelt for your foot on a yeah. platform. It yeah. looks so much like a seatbelt. Yeah. So it's just that's what it is. It's just like the minimal amount of binding system to hold you onto a platform to allow you to go more places because not everybody has that callous foot that's going to be able to handle like a varied aggressive terrain. So just uh, it's just the minimal amount you, you put them on. You're just like it's kind of like a shock that you get from a lot of people. They're like, OK, like I, I could feel this like this is cool. This like is different than a flip flop. Flip flops just a totally different. The name says it all. There's very there's a lot of flip to the experience. A lot of flipping yeah. and flop, and this is like on your foot. So from like a biomechanical but, point of view, yeah. Um, I guess the way I see it is like a flip flop. It's generally held on by the toes. So what that does biomechanically, it alters everything. Right, we start clawing the toes. Um, when they shouldn't be clawed. So it messes up with um, like when the muscles fire, how joints fire um, and how joints move. So it, it changes how we, how we move even just in walking. But then yeah, you add something like running to that and you're just putting a lot more load through muscles and tendons um, and ligaments that just don't need to have that much load. But uh, a minimalist sandal, they tend to have still the bit between the toe or over the toes. But like Mike was saying, it'll have that sort of seatbelt around the around the um, ankle that really locks the heel into the to the sandal and generally will come around the back of the heel as well so that it doesn't flip. So when you're running, your toes or walking, your toes can relax more, your foot can function a lot more naturally. Um, yep. And biomechanically yeah. friendly, so it puts you in a better posture, puts you in a lot more efficiency um, through your movement. So I guess from a biomechanical, like podiatry point of view, that's what I love about them. But then there's also mm-hmm. um, lots of other benefits as well. So you've got the earthing, like plug in your sandals, the the copper plug. Can you tell us about mm-hmm. earthing? Like I'm no expert in earthing. I 100 percent believe it exists like it's hard not to believe like there's research showing it <laughs> it's a thing yeah um, but can you explain to us like what is it um and how the copper plug helps to and the laces the laces now also have um like conductive um laces can you talk about that please most definitely yes um so something that people are familiar with is the circadian rhythm the 24-hour cycle of the earth Mm-hmm. That's called the circadian rhythm, and all life on Earth has lives in synchronicity with that 24-hour cycle. All other species living on Earth live in constant connection. We're the only species that's like insulated ourselves over the past period of industrialization. Yeah. So just that disconnect is is like on a uh, electronic level, like a 
it's just creating a disconnect. And people think uh, circadian rhythm is all light-dark cycles, but there's so many different uh, biological cues that are triggering that circadian rhythm. Like you got light-dark, you got cold-hot, you got electronic. And like the electronic, like the sun's hitting the earth and it's kind of like electrifying the earth and then you're they're plugging into that earth, you're not plugging into that earth. So it's very much connected to the whole sun idea like getting your, your sun exposure. Like I almost look at it as like, you're, you're kind of like a circuit and you got the sun coming, it's hitting your circuit and then your circuits like plugged into the earth. Like you're just kind of mm. creating that circuit. And like, there's been times where I've done the voltmeter test that I do just to kind of show that our sandals have uh, electronic transfer between the body and the earth, just to show that they actually are grounded. That's like the only point of that video for the most part. But there was one time I was shooting it right around sunset to get that golden hour just for good lighting. And like my voltage was sitting up here and then the sun dropped below the horizon and my voltage was totally different. So there's like, the sun is actually affecting the voltage of your body. Yeah, wow. So it's like, you're getting like an electronic input from the sun and then you're also getting it from the earth and you're just kind of like that tether between the two. But yeah, I mean, that's, it's just, to me, it's like people who are like more natural minded they hear the idea and they're just like, yeah, I mean, it's like common sense. It's just like our ancestors, they were all grounded. I'm sure there's something to it. it exactly what it is, we don't really know. I think mm. we know a lot of things. We're just like, it's either it's an intuitive hit or it's not. Yeah. And you either feel something or you don't. It's not a substantial, like a like subjective experience, I would say. I would say it's pretty subtle. But me personally, being like a rather sensitive human, and having a lot of time to kind of test it, I would say I personally feel some effects and I could break that down. But um, yeah, the, the way we've gone about doing that is like, like I mentioned earlier in the conversation, there was a pre-existing company six years ago and we started who was just throwing copper plugs through the, the bed of the, the footwear. They were doing flip flops. Yep. And then that just basically created a circuit between the bottom of the foot and the earth. And that's actually what we did for years. Like we were doing that for the first uh three years of business, basically putting six copper plugs through the sole. You could find it if you search on the internet hard enough. Uh, but that was just like so hard to do at a large scale. Like it was very labor intensive and cost intensive. Yeah. And I actually ended up reading, uh, what was it? Four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, like about three and a half years ago, I was sitting in the, the, the workshop at the time making way too many sandals just like so overworked and this guy is basically like you need to create a business that works for you you shouldn't be working for your business like just to break it down real distinctly that's what i got from it there's a lot of other yeah. to it but i was just like dude i need to like restructure this whole thing to be like more sustainable that's been like the focus for years is just make it sustainable for everybody involved the product the sourcing the staff so um I just uh, was trying to come up with like a solution to make that more streamlined. And we had already introduced the idea of conductive laces when we had the inserts through the sole. But it was like I did like a side by side test of the conductive laces versus the six inserts through the sole. And it was like comparable. It was very similar. I actually have a video showing that. And um, I was just like, all right, we should go this direction, make it more normal looking like a normal looking sandal doesn't have like metal plugs through the sole all throughout that yeah. could scare a lot of people away understandably yeah. 
and uh, the laces work just as well. And the, the basic uh, situation there that you're trying to solve is like the skin is not extremely conductive. So the more surface area you can create between the skin and the grounded surface, you're going to get a better connection. So the plugs, we had like six plugs before. You add all that surface area versus all the surface area of the lace wrapped around your foot. Mm. And the, like our plug on the bottom doesn't work without the conductive thread. Like it's, it's, it's like a circuit. You basically have a circuit of the lace that's grounded to the earth via the copper plug. Yeah. And the thread on the bottom is 100% stainless steel. So it's just basically you got metal touching your foot the whole way up, stainless steel, non-corrosive, strong, and um, that's basically connected to your plug on the bottom. And then you're basically you're sweating into the lace, which is only going to add to that conductivity. Everybody, it was pretty a nerve-wracking shit to go from like a visually grounded sandal to something that looks pretty normal until you look into the the threads and the copper and the the fine text of the website. Well, I think you wouldn't know like. I mean, the ones I wear, I've got the circadian adventure sandal yeah. mm-hmm. and like to look at it, it just looks like an adventure sandal, right? Like it, you wouldn't know that it has all that technology built in. I mean, you can see the copper plug on the bottom, but the laces look normal. They look like cool. You wouldn't know at all, but yeah, reading into it and then like hearing you now, it's awesome to know that that's in there. Um, and you're still getting those benefits of, um, of that, like electrotherapy from the from the earth. It's pretty cool. It is, man. It's like I, I like to call it our special hot sauce. It's yeah. like the depth to our story, and it's what makes us unique. We're not just like another footwear company out there. I think it's pretty significant. It's very it's much huge. a product of like where you're at. It's like if you're in some really pristine nature. It's like, hell yeah, you want to like soak that up as much as possible. Yeah. It's like just adding to that therapeutic value. It's like removing the uh, interference between you and like primitive primal experience. Yeah. And that's that's like one of the ways I would like pitch it to somebody who's like, do you even notice a difference? It's like, yeah, it's pretty subtle. But like if you were wearing like some clunky Chacos versus like an Earth Runner, same experience, like you're going to be getting the physical input. The you're going to be working your muscles. You're going to have way better biomechanics, and there's going to be an electrical component of that. Like that's so many yeah. layers of therapy. It's just, it's just like it's primal. There's no other way to it put it. It's hard to just, explain. Hey, like primal is a good word because I went for a hike recently, like a couple of weekends ago, just my family up around the coast here, and it's all sort of dirt and mud, and then comes up over in some grass on the cliffs. It's a really nice spot, and I had some like minimalist shoes on at that time, and we're like cruising along. And like, you know, like biomechanically, it's all good. Like there's not much between me and the earth. But I was just like, ah. So I kicked them off, threw them in the backpack and just did the rest of the hike barefoot, which I quite often do anyway. Nice. And then my wife did the same. My kids are always barefoot anyway. And on the way back, my wife was saying like, just, she's like, oh, it does feel good, doesn't it? It's like, it's hard to explain, yeah. but it's like, there is something funny about like just being in contact with the earth and it just feels really nice on your skin and kind of almost relaxing and and it is hard to explain it is kind of primal but yeah i think if you get out there and get into nature and you it's like if you go for a surf right you get out and you can't explain it but you feel cleansed you feel grounded you feel feel like you know you just sort of feel really reconnected again and and without getting all spiritual about it like you just feel good right like and it's the same sort of thing like i'm finding in the earth right now it's like yeah it's subtle but it's like you just feel that kind of 
yeah, that almost bit of a cleanse. Like, so I think I think it definitely works. I mean, you've got the voltage thing to show it, but yeah, I think more people need to know about um, the earthing side of things too, because yeah, it is it is part of like I guess how our bodies are designed to to work, right? Like, it's- most definitely. If I had to like dig into like a mechanism of that situation. Like, um, you like, yeah, we could, we could kind of talk about the subjective, like therapeutic, like, I feel like I'm in a more meditative state, Yeah, but that's like, it's like, there's not really much to, to hammer into on that. But mm. like the studies, like they show, like, I think it's like, uh, microscopy, like where they, they, they're looking at, at the blood under a microscope, like grounded versus not grounded. And like the main shift is like more laminar flow. And it's like just more smooth flowing, better spaced out, uh, blood cells. And that kind of taps into what I like to call cardiovascular capacity. Like I, I feel like I'm able to pump my heart, my, um, circulatory system harder in earth runners or in grounded sandals. And just me being like a cardio kind of, uh, fiend, like I, like I love to do cardio. It's just always been my thing. So it's just like, it's like, I've had a lot of experience with it. And by having the the sandals on, it's like everybody who's like an endurance type of person, like they, they know, like there's a limit to the heart. And, uh, if like, if you, if you can just make your heart able to like go a little bit harder, it's such a huge advantage. And like some days you feel good, some days you feel bad, but I would say I have better good days mm. where an earth runners are just like, I'm just like, dude, I like, I think I can push a little harder. Yeah, charge uphill a little bit longer, a little faster. So that's that's like the one where it's like you're kind of connecting science with the experience, and that's that's kind of how it is for me. But like I honestly, I don't know a ton of people who are like actually running in the sandals. It seems like our demographic is more like lifestyle. Like people are just wearing them because yeah. they they like the look, they like the story. Um, but like when you mentioned your sandals the adventure like that's something we introduced like six months ago maybe eight months ago yeah is like start using that lingo and that's going to be our direction moving forward is like make a more epic adventure able because that's what really makes the experience so special like you're talking about barefoot barefoot's super special but you can only go or most people can only go so hard before the tissue on the bottom of their feet start to just get uncomfortable so to, to offer something that feels very barefoot but very capable to allow you to do like th- some of the craziest stuff that you're basically able to do in like a rather warm climate, like mm. snow might be a little bit of a stretch, but to go do some epic alpine in sandals yeah. is such a freaking awesome experience. And that's what I really want to share with people more is like that adventure sandal. Like the, the new lingo is the earthing adventure sandal. Like that's, yeah. that's, our, that's our descriptor. I guess too, like a lot of people will find here, you know, you get around barefoot and people can sort of give you some funny looks. Um, it's like we've been conditioned that, you know, if you're not in shoes, there could be something wrong or, you know. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I think having um, like minimal sandals and especially this earthing component to it allows people to still fit in with, you know, what's with the status quo, <laughs> but yep. you know, those benefits of, of moving well and connecting to the earth, like you're getting a good hit of everything, you're fitting in, <laughs> but yeah. you know, you got those health benefits, which is awesome. 
So you said some people, or not many people, tend to run in them. But talk to me. Can you run in these? Like surely, without the cushioning, without the heel support, without the <laughs> the arch support, <laughs> how can we run in Anything's these? Anything's possible. <laughs> you can adapt to anything. It's just like we've hung out in that minimal end of the spectrum for years now. I am and, joking, uh, by the way. I don't like actually... I love that. It's just like it's very much it's what most people are going to want and benefit from because when people hear sandals, they don't hear they don't think extreme adventure. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you build up to it, you could wear any of our sandals barefoot running. But I wouldn't encourage anybody who's used to like their Nikes to go for like a five mile run and their brand new Earth Runners. It's just like it's such a different experience. Yeah. You got to adapt. It's just like biology on earth can adapt to some crazy stuff and it's just like you give it time it will do its thing yeah but uh yeah i I just look forward to offering a little bit thicker to allow uh a bigger demographic of people to go a little bit harder yeah because that's where it really gets fun is when you can just like push the envelope a little bit yeah so right but you can't run in these yet yes very much so like uh i did this Sunday I did 12 miles, but yeah. it was definitely, it was a prototype. Yeah. Like I've been prototyping the, the more adventurous sandals in the works. Yeah. But, um, like I would say for somebody new to it and wanting to run, I'd probably encourage the alpha cause it's got a little bit more of that shock absorption that a lot of people are used to. Yeah. The circadian, definitely the dominant sandal that we offer is going to be good for everything. You got the good traction. You got like nine millimeters of protection. It's pretty dense. It's not too soft. Yeah. And that's going to be your best, like all across the spectrum. Like, yeah, you can go do a trail, but after like eight miles, you're definitely going to be feeling it if you're pretty fit. But like, you could definitely go do a two to four mile hike. If you're a hiker in circadians and be fine. Like I actually just this past week introduced two new people to earth runners and they've never worn earth runners and went on a, a hike. Like one person was a four mile, like really fast run. This guy was like actually a barefoot runner. Yeah. So that's not really a good, uh, case for what I'm trying to say. But the other person, we went on a six mile hike and she was just like, so capable. She was like so comfortable. So it's just where you're coming from. It's, it's just like adding that extra little bit of protection from extreme terrain, poking your foot yeah but uh yeah it's like if i if i see like a domesticated foot i'm like yeah take it easy man because you could you could definitely hit yourself it's quite a transition from like a a foot coffin that you that looks like you're used to and i've spoken about this a lot on the podcast before you know like if you're used to yeah supportive sandals supportive shoes you know if you're going to transition over to something minimalist um yeah you need to to do it slowly check in with your um, health practitioner, make sure there's nothing too locked up that might need some work, you know, get some exercises to start building the muscles again. Um, Otherwise, you could find your Achilles and plantar fascia and knees really speaking to you, not in a nice way. Yelling. (laughs) Yelling, yelling, that's right. So, you know, take it easy, but but yeah, definitely, you know, look into these, start making the the transition if it's something you want to, um, pursue more of that barefoot lifestyle and, and improving uh, movement. Um, just on the running, so I've seen there's you know been a bit of a like a shift. A lot of people are doing some of the ultras in like barefoot sandals and stuff now. Do you think mm-hmm. the Earth Runners would hold up to that kind of um, like punishment at this stage? 
or is that not so kind of uh, give me a distance that you're thinking um like what kind of ultra so even like a 50 56 k kilometer so uh yeah i mean ours are i would say more tailored to a pretty casual user like if their body's able to do it, they could do yeah. it in Earth Runners, no problem right now. Yeah. But the material itself, like how how much longevity does it have to like extreme application like that? I think we 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 speak to like a 500 mile average like ex- expectation out of our sandals. Yeah. And it is a vibrant material, but like basically, the more air you introduce to the outsole material, the less durable it's going to be. Our thicker alpha has a lot of air in it so it's it's gonna break down a lot faster it's a lot lighter it molds to the shape of your foot yeah more of an eva material and then the circadian and the elemental both being the same material is what they call like a gum light and it's kind of in between an eva and like your typical shoe rubber it's kind of like right in between those two yeah so it's got better longevity than the alpha not going to compact as much but still not as durable as like straight rubber yeah. Like you're going to find like on the bottom of a Nike or like an Ultra or like a five finger. Yeah. Which is just straight sticky, sticky rubber. And that's what I think people would come to expect for like a super adventurous type of footwear. Yeah. They want that sticks to wet rock, sticks to slick rock, um, holds up for lots and lots of miles. And uh, the, like the best compound out there that I've tested, I've tested so many different things is the uh, the vibram mega grip like that's just like what they use on a lot of their five fingers and like a lot of the companies trying to produce like the most elite high performance shoes are typically featuring the uh, vibram mega grip it's just like sticks to the craziest wet scenarios which is kind of the hardest thing to stick to is those wet smooth rocks yeah they're a bit of a punish aren't they <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely is. But yeah, I, th- I think I answered your question. It's like, I wouldn't say it's the best pair of footwear, but it could definitely do it. Yeah, it it just might break down faster than like if you were to go get a pair of ultras. Like you would expect maybe a thousand miles out of ultras and like 500 miles in earth runners is going gonna, gonna to add up quick if you got that high yeah. mileage. Yeah. So more of at this stage, that lifestyle runner, the getting around town, going for hikes, to more of that just adventure sandal yeah i would yeah, say so sure. i mean if, if you're like a hardcore dirtbag user like someone who's always out there lots of miles yeah you like you break down your footwear, your footwear quick because you put it through the ringer lots of elevation lots of crazy terrain but lots and, of grounding uh, as well lots of grounding <laughs> yeah, i mean i mean it's not the worst thing in the world because you're just getting closer more minimal that's right and um it's it just gets that much more broken in. It's, it's honestly it's great material it's such a good, those two offerings that we have, the, the Alpha and the Circadian Elemental, it's like I'm so happy that we landed on those so early yeah. because it's going to satisfy 85% of people and what they're looking for for like a earthing, minimalist, hiking, and somewhat adventurous sandal. And now we just want to offer something that's allowed people to go just a bit further, a bit longer, a little more comfortable. Awesome. So my experience for those of you who care <laughs> As, uh, <laughs> with the earth runners has been like really good i've really enjoyed uh wearing them. they feel really nice on the feet they feel really sturdy um like quality wise um and from a feature point of view so you know you've heard me talk about it before with 
trying to keep shoes flat, so ditching the heel. The Earth Runners are a flat sandal. There's no raised heel in them. Um, they're nice and wide around the toe box as well. So I've got a fairly broad foot and I have no troubles with my foot fitting on the front of them um, or slipping off when I'm when I'm running. There is really good grip, like Mike was saying. Um, so getting, you know, off-road, they they grip to stuff really well. But even on top, so the lay between my foot and the sandal, um, I've had some other pairs in the past, not Earth Runners, just other brands that I've tried and stuff, and I've found I slide a bit on them, um, especially if you start getting a bit sweaty. I've found the Earth Runners haven't done that. So, you know, all in all, I'm finding the Earth Runners um, like an exceptional product. They, they fit in with my ethos around um, natural movement and, and, you know, being as minimal disturbance to my foot as possible. It definitely fits into that category. Um, they're comfortable and I guess the other thing is they look cool. You know, my wife's always, that's the, one of the, the, the clenches. It doesn't matter how much I like the shoe. If, uh, <laughs> if it doesn't look cool enough, they tend not to She's be allowed like, on nah. <laughs> right. They tend not to be allowed to come out on hikes. So um, they've definitely been allowed. So that's also a, <laughs> a great thing. So, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, so, you know, if you haven't checked them out, jump on uh, line. Where can we find you, Mike? Where can people connect and and look for Earth Runners and buy Earth Runners? Tell us. <laughs> I would say, I mean, it's easy to remember earthrunners.com is the website, but I I mean, people if they first hear about it, they're not gonna be ready to like buy expensive sandals, which is what they are. Yeah. Uh, worth the purchase. I mean, if like you look at most other footwear out there, it's like right in that price range and you're probably gonna use them twice as much. So yeah. It's always feels like a good purchase for most people but i like to just point people to social because we put a lot of energy into like sharing and educating people about the return to nature we like to call it the rewild be free lifestyle yeah just like the solution to so many of our problems is just to live a more natural lifestyle and we're really trying to like share that it's like it's one of the funnest parts about the position that i find myself in is just to like lead a a unique and exciting lifestyle that I'm stoked on that's like rather fringe and then just to like share my results with people who seem to appreciate it. And that's that's kind of where we funnel a lot of our energy into the uh, at Earthrunners on Instagram. Yeah. And then uh, the one that I manage is the Rewild Be Free that's like kind of like behind the scenes and just like me and my adventures. Yeah, so if you haven't already, jump on and, and follow Earthrunners, follow Mike. Um, I'll put the links below anyway to to the Earthrunners site and, and to the Instagram um, tags. Just um, on price, if you don't mind me asking, you know, with and we're not just with you guys, with a lot of minimalist um, shoes and sandals, some of the comments I tend to get, you know, when I, yeah. I speak about these things is the price. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I see the value. I get it. Like, it's hard. I mean, you go. Can you talk to us about why, um, you know, why is – minimalist shoes more expensive at the moment if you don't mind me asking Uh, not at all i mean i love to answer this question because it's so true it's such a hangout for so many people and and, um i mean the biggest factor is 90 whatever percent of shoes is not made in the u.s and like labor in the u.s our labor being in california is expensive yeah so that's a huge factor um we have like a exceptional warranty so like that's a factor 
is kind of like just covering that whole situation. But like if the if the sandal still has like a functioning sole and anything is not working as it should, you, you, you hit us up and we'll, we'll, we'll fix you up basically. Yeah. So just like a really quality warranty, um, attention to like quality materials and, uh, just trying to like cover our margins as being like a, a fun, exciting company to work for. Yeah. So it's just like, it's pretty conventional what we're doing in regards to our price point. We're using Vibram product, which is expensive. It's like the yeah. world leader in outsole material. So just all those factors, like I get it. It's like you look at it and you're just like, dude, that's not a lot of material for a high cost. Mm. And it's true, but it's just like experientially, it's it's like a no brainer. Yeah. Especially if you factor in the earthing factor, it's just like you're not going to get this most other places. So it's like if, if that's an appeal for you, that that can justify the cost real quickly. But even just being like a high quality, well warranted, minimal sandal yeah. that is like tried and tested, like ancient design, modern materials. Yeah. And I that's think, kinda, I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong here, but when people ask me, yeah, about you know the pricing point of, and not just you guys, it's like a lot of the minimalist shoes and sandals. You know, I kind of, from my view as well, it's. You know, you've got the big brands like, you know, Nike and, and all the ones we know that they can mass produce stuff, you know, to millions of people and bring their cost down regardless of, you know, how good the quality is or isn't. So, you know, I find these smaller brands that are out there really trying to push and um, give us something that will actually help our feet um, improve and work better, um, but they can't do it at this stage it's such you know big volume because we just don't have the people or as many people that are on board with this yet you know it's still an evolving mm-hmm. industry so i guess it's hard to compete price-wise with the big industry you know the big brands when mm-hmm. you know you're doing smaller quantities um, is that sort of correct well, that's kind of how i've always thought you know as well like it's everything costs more if you're not doing as many you know if you could start pumping oh, out millions sure. of these then mm-hmm. of course you can get your cost down um, to the consumer, but there's a real sort of fine line between keeping that quality optimal, but making yep. you know making that good product, but also you've got to make a living, right? <laughs> you've got to keep your business afloat. You do, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I cut myself a little short in the beginning, just like before I like created value for myself and like I kind of came to uh, the reality of like what we were offering. But it, I feel like as you just mature in um, whatever you pursue, you just get more confident. But the uh, yeah, the cost is like volume is always going to drop the price. Uh, the labor force, like where you're located in the world, living cost is a yeah. huge factor. But the other thing that kind of comes to mind when you're mentioning what you're mentioning is like you hear like a lot of breweries use this term. And like I think of it in gardening too. It's like small batch production. Like if you're if you're creating something on like, thousands of units per run the attention to each individual like unit is just going to be lower it's just like the fact of the numbers so like our stuff is pretty small batch production we do a weekly production every week made to order and we have a team of people who all live up here in northern california and it was originally founded in the silicon valley so there was very much that startup kind of vibe that I, i grew up in and that was kind of seeded that idea in my mind early of like, 
there's these innovative companies just creating companies out of their garage and just doing it and creating cool company culture. Like you got like Google with like their back massage and like going in like team building type of experiences and like nurturing this like group of like a tribe almost of people yeah. who have like similar values. And that's like been such a huge part of my focus over the last couple of years. Cause like as we've gotten bigger, it's been a lot of work and you need more people to help put everything together and um, just finding the right people that it's like fun to be around and everybody's like passionate about the mission. It's like, it's a pretty unique mission. It's not for everybody, but if you can find the people who are into it, it's like such a special thing. Like that's like, that's what the coolest thing about it is just like uh, finding your tribe. Really. It's been like such a cool way to find the tribe. It's like, this has kind of been me as in my upbringing, just like the, the earth runner nature boy. And now I offer a product that's very much a product of that. And it's attracting those types of people into my life. And we're just like trying to make a difference and share that with, with people who are are into the same thing. So it's, it's like, I feel super fortunate. And, um, but to answer just like to to create that culture, you need cash flow. So, uh, we're trying to take care of everybody. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think you're doing a great job. I think you've got a great product. Um, I think, you know, the, the price point is fair. Like it's a great quality product. It delivers um, like a really functional sandal, functional um, footwear. So, you know, the other way of looking at it is it's an investment into your health and, you know, do all the yep. right checks as far as, you know, is the sandal right for you right now and, and you know, rehabbing to, to get into them if need be. But, you know, when you start moving more efficiently, reconnecting with earth, you know, there's a big potential you'd be spending a lot less money on fixing things, fixing, you know, your foot breaking down or um, other issues that come along. You know, it's an investment into your health. Um, I've had mine maybe, um, what would it be, six months, maybe more? Yeah, like six or nine sounds about right. Yeah. Six or nine months. It's probably closer to nine actually because I had them before summer and I, I smashed them over summer and they look, nice. I mean, apart from you know, the top gets a bit dirty and whatever from getting out. So I, like they look brand new, you know, there's no sign of them. Yeah. The, uh, down, you mentioned so. the, uh, the canvas earlier. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I, just, I really right. wanted like the, uh, the, the bedding we call it that your foot sits on. Yeah. It's like a canvas material. Yeah. And that's like something that very few sandal companies are using. And, um, it definitely is like a little bit of maintenance. Like you basically have like a membrane of sorts that can like absorb moisture yeah. and like get, it's like got a texture to it. So dirt can stick to it pretty well. Yeah. Like most footwear out there is going to be either synthetic or leather synthetic. Your foot's not going to be able to breathe. So it's going to get sweaty. You're going to be sitting in your sweat. Leather's pretty nice cause it absorbs the moisture, but it also gets real slick and slippery and when yeah. wet with the yeah. canvas, it's like you got a little bit of traction cause of that texture plus the wicking, but there is a little bit more maintenance because it's like a, uh, it's just a texture that things can stick to. And I always like to encourage people, take them in the shower once a week, give them a little rinse down. I like to use like a fingernail brush and just scrub them down. And if you, if you stay on top of it and don't let it get super kicked up and like turn into like concrete, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's really not a big deal. And it's kind of just like tending to your garden. You just got a little bit of maintenance, keep it clean. And, um, but I'm definitely going to be sharing that in like video format with a lot of people because it's definitely a thing. 
Yeah. But it's totally worth it. See, but I like a bit of the texture on there. You know, I find it more... Like, it's good for our nerves, you know, from proprioception point of view. Sometimes having things that are too smooth and the same all the time, like, it's kind of nice getting bits of, yeah, dirt and grainy feeling under the foot. Like, that's... I like that, you know. I feel like it, it helps my body move better, so... You know, by all means, jump in the shower with them, but don't be scared to maybe leave a bit on there because it is good for from a proprioceptive point of view for sure. Most stuff, yeah, it's like diversity. Diversity in nature is always like uh, a benefit. Yeah, and you're just kind of like there's so many nerve endings down there, just kind of triggering it in all these different ways, yeah. as opposed to just like smooth man-made surface all the time. Yeah, no, thank you. Need some resilience. <laughs> You do, you do that diversity and resilience, and uh, just like the callus, you get a more of a callus with that texture too. Yeah, and that traction in the wet—that's like the main selling point. That's like why we stopped leathers. Like we need it to stay tactile and good grip for the foot when wet, and that's uh, well, especially that's for adventure, adventure type sandals because yeah, they're gonna get wet, <laughs> which is not most of it. <laughs> That's what they do in boats is like they have like carpet a lot of times because yeah. the boat deck is always getting wet. Yeah. And that's the thing that your foot sticks to when it's wet. Yeah. So. Very interesting. So if you haven't already, jump on, check out earthrunners.com. Um, like I said before, I'll pop the details in below um, where you can find Mike and Earthrunners. But thank you so much for jumping on um, and chatting about um, of the brand and about um, barefoot sandals and, and earthing. I've learned a lot from this. hope everyone else um, has got something out of this too. Um, like I mentioned before, I'm a huge fan uh, of Earthrunner sandals. Um, loving how they feel on my feet. So, you know, if you want to experience that as well, jump on, check them out. Um, I doubt you'll regret it. And once again, thank you so much, Mike, for jumping on. Really appreciated this chat. Thanks a lot, Paul. I mean, it was fun. I was actually just looking forward to it just to like connect with the like mind and kind of share the story and kind of dig into some details. But a happy foot is a happy human. And uh, we like to, yeah, just like shift it in that, that direction. Everybody's like, they get home from work, slip off the shoes, I'm barefoot, life is good. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of nudging in that direction. Nah, that's awesome. Really appreciate it, mate. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Paul. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.